Okay, you're listening to TV Ate My Dinner. This is the Vampire Edition. My name is Sean, and I am sitting here with both Brooks and Greg. Hey! Happy Halloween! And tonight we're going to talk about vampire movies in keeping with the uh, the season, with the holiday. Seemed like a, an opportune time. And you know, we're horror buffs. Two of us. Not me. Well, vampires are a touchy subject for horror buffs because... There is no definitive list of awesome vampire movies. There's like tons and tons and tons of these movies come out, and just a s- small handful of them are worth are worth any kind of merit at all to, to mention. You know, I can't really even call vampire movies horror movies because they're they're not gory. Well, some and, are. And that's kind of a criteria. Well, yeah, some are, but, but most of them are sort of suspenseful. And- that's what makes vampires an interesting subject in the horror world is that there there's really a lot of sub-genres. Mm-hmm. They run the spectrum. They all have vampirism in common, but really there there's a radical range of movies that fall into this. There's there the, are different schools of thought when it comes to vampires, and there's a lot of really bad movies that fall into that other school of thought than what I like in vampire movies, which is the the Anne Rice stuff, well, the, the interview with the vampire. The, you you are not down with Anne Rice. I'm not down with the vampires of, of Anne yeah, Rice. I'm not a big fan of the romantic vampire, the uh, gothic romantic tortured soul vampire that <laughs> written by romance novelists that wears Renaissance clothing and and plays violin, all of that. Mm -hmm. That pretentious kind of vampire. Yeah. Well, that's mostly an Anne Rice thing, but there's other kinds that that spawned a lot of movies that are, that fall into that. I'm not really into that either. I I think, I think the only one that's really ever done that well probably was Bram Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola movie. I think that's really about the only one I've ever seen that has like the gothic vampire that I thought was worth watching. But at least that's, that's Dracula though. That's not the, at least it's not the tortured. There's a certain element of the Anne Rice that seems like we're not talking about being vampires. We're talking about something else. Yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. That was a t- totally different movie. Yeah, exactly. The Stoker's <laughs> Dracula is more like the Anne Rice. That's where the, the stroking comes into play. The tortured man on man action. Well, yeah, it's obvious that the Anne Rice stuff is a thinly veiled reference to homosexual lifestyle. Which is an insult to the homosexuals and the vampires. I agree. But I I just don't enjoy that stuff as much. I'm more into the, I'm more of a Salem's Lot vampire kind of guy. I'm glad, like, to me, when I think of, when I was a kid, Salem's Lot was the scariest movie in the world. And it was just a TV movie. But I still like there's still scenes of Salem's Lot that you watch now and it's really cool and creepy and it's still one of the good vampire movies and it's classical you know it's got like a Dracula kind of thing where the guy travels with the master vampire and the master vampire like they bring him in his own dirt kind of stuff. Yeah I really wish they'd re-edit that and make a a decent because I believe there's enough in there to make a really decent modern or at least watchable movie, but when you watch it now, there's the commercial breaks and stuff like I that. I think there's a movie version. They they did do a remake of it. Um, yeah, in uh, 2004, they did a remake with Rob Lowe. Yeah, I saw one. that on uh, the Sci-Fi Network. Dis- I think. Disappointing. The, the, uh, computer effects kind of make things not scary, you know. Well, it had some. It it was disappointing. It had some creepy stuff in it though that the uh, original didn't have. That like the little kids crawling around in the school bus on the ceiling of the bus. Mm-hmm. That was really scary. But that's the one creepy moment, and they put it in the commercial because of that. But some of the other stuff suffers because it's not, you know, it's CGI. There's nothing scarier than somebody crawling across a ceiling. What what is it about that? Well, because it's unnatural. Because yeah, exactly. That's a good that's a good southern 
way of putting it because it's unnatural. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't natural. It ain't. It ain't Christian. Yeah. It, it definitely ain't Christian. In the original Salem's Lot movie, there's actually a scene where you know he touches the coffin when they're shipping it, and it's real cold. And he's like, "I'm telling you, it ain't natural." That's how you know it's evil. That's true. I tell you, if I walk into a room and somebody's walking across the ceiling, I'm not staying long. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm telling you all right now, you ceiling walkers. But the original Salem's Lot is uh, it, it does suffer from the commercial breaks and the cheesy music and the overacting. But wow, it's got some creepy scenes. Well, much as I like it, it is directed by Tobe Hooper, who's a real he's a real cheese ball kind of director. He's had some good moments, but I mean overall, he's done a lot more cheesy stuff, I think, than he has. The original the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was good. What was the vampire's name? In um Salem's Lot, it was a pretty cool name for a vampire. Uh I can't remember it. Oh. I'd know it if you hadn't asked. I'm sorry. But the, like the scene was where he just kind of no, the scene where he crashes through the window in the into the kitchen and just like this big black mass and then kind of unforms into the vampire that was horrifying as a kid. Mm-hmm. And that vampire is creepy, creepy. Oh, absolutely, as hell, Nosferatu monster. And that, yeah, the, and Nosferatu being another one of the great, you know, the awesome vampire movies, especially for the time it was made. That was a cool looking vampire. And it's a nice dissolve effect at the very end, which is also cool for the time. It's still cool looking. No, yeah, and I wish I could see it. They did a, a remake of Nosferatu in the seventies with Klaus Kinski. Oh, really? And it also has Isabella Gianni, who I really love, but you can't find it anywhere on DVD. It's another one of those. I don't think it's out on DVD. It's just one of those that somehow every Isabella Gianni movie you can you can save it in your queue on Netflix but you they, they don't have it like oh okay good now we know who all likes Isabella Gianni next item it's like uh would you guys want to buy some DVDs or something we can get this going the next part of our transaction back to the main point um so there are different kinds of vampire movies essentially and there's different fans of each one there's the romantic lifestyle vampires there's the the old-fashioned monster vampires. That's more the Salem's Lot, Nosferatu yeah, kind. Yeah, that's what I like. Dracula is actually an odd mix of both, but I guess that makes sense since both spawned out of that original idea. I guess, yeah, because... One just took it in one direction, one Dracula the other. Dracula is either. one part, you know, horrible monster, one part just pretentious poof. Well, when he's in his human form, he's romantic, I so guess. So you do get a little bit of that. It's split. It's subdivided into cool vampires versus poofy vampires. From then on, well, before we get too deep into the the talk of the different monster vampire subgroups, I do have a vampire movie from the vault. Movies from the vault. Do tell. I will tell. Do it now. Have you heard of a movie called The Vampire's Kiss? I don't think so. It sounds suspiciously like a uh, softcore movie that you'd find with... Big flowing scripty titles. Awesome. You're thinking of Embrace of the Vampire. Is that the one with uh, what's her face from Who's the Boss, right? It's Alyssa um, Milano. Alyssa Milano. Yeah. And I, don't I saw get that too... on TV, so I missed all the good stuff. I don't believe there's any good stuff because <laughs> I'm just telling you, I rented it. I do not recall the good stuff. Yeah, well, I'll buy that. It wasn't quite up there with Trampire. Vampire, a real vampire softcore. <laughs> yeah. We are talking about vampire movies, right? That was funny. Awesome. Trampire was a good, good one because she was fighting Professor Von Velhung. Did we see that? Did I watch that with you? That sounds familiar, but I don't remember it. Uh, yeah. 
We picked it up at a at a at local video store. It it must have escaped my memory somehow. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it, it perfectly. It made valid. quite an impression on me. So tell me about this kiss of the vampire. Vampire's Kiss is a movie with Vampire's Kiss. This is a a Nicolas Cage movie from from way hmm. back. I want to say, I want to say late '80s. This movie came out, and it's, it's oh wow, kind of not a vampire movie. It's really weird. Nicolas Cage is like this regular business sort of man, guy, and he meets up with Jennifer Beale, who turns out to be like a vampire, and she bites him. And, of course. And he starts to go kind of crazy, but there's never any real evidence that he is an actual vampire. He's, this is Jennifer Beale from the late 80s? Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, I thought she was that old. Yeah, Jennifer Beale was in uh, Flashdance, man. Oh, wait a minute. Who am I thinking He's of? thinking Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale, yeah. Yes, she was yes, like yes. when she was negative two. Who <laughs> was also done a vampire movie. Yeah, I'd rather watch Vampire's Kiss, but I do like the Blade movies. I'm not gonna, I'm not bagging on the Blade movies, although I didn't mention them in the – I didn't even think about them when we started talking about what are good vampire movies. I didn't even think about But Vampire's Kiss is just Nicolas Cage acting like a weirdo for an hour and a half. There's something something enjoyable about it to me. This is real dark and 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 kind of it's not creepy at all because it's sort of a vampire spoof because he does all the vampire stuff like he can't afford a coffin so he just turns his couch upside down in the living room <laughs> and sleeps under it. I like it already. And he'll sort of just reach up and bend it over like <clears throat> like the lid. He'll just kind of turn the co- the couch over and get back up. That sounds pretty cool actually. So is it a good movie? I enjoy or is it. it like a bad movie that's fun to watch? I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's it's kind of hard to figure. Like we were talking about the dark backward before that this one sort of reminds me of that. Just kind of dark and funny, but also kind of, you know, kind of weird and disturbing all at once. So it's one to watch. It's definitely, if you haven't seen it as a movie from the vault, if you haven't heard of it, you should, you should probably get it. 1989 is when it came oh, out. Well, that's actually... Nicholas Cage eats a real live cockroach during the filming of the movie. You know, I remember, I think I've read about that because that the was... The scene a, where they had to do two takes? Yeah, I have read about that. Now I know what you're talking about. And now I, that? I am intrigued. I will watch it at some point. Now it comes together. Are you, you're going to have to start keeping a list. You sell me on a lot of these movies you're going to watch. Yeah, well... I'm too busy watching. I like, think you need to start learning how to set priorities, Brooks. I finally saw Blades of Glory. I watched that last night. What? What did you watch? Blades of Glory. Blades I thought that was. I thought it was all right. No, I'm sure the people in it are pretty funny. I'd watch it. Oh, have you not seen it? No. It's cute. I think I'd heard it was really bad, but I thought it was good. It was pretty good. So anyway, I I can't stand anything with Will Ferrell in it. I'm sorry. Well, you might you my friend are missing out. Yeah, I used to feel that way, but then Anchorman started to turn things around for me. Yeah, I felt that way before he did movies. I felt that way in, on SNL, but Anchorman was is still one of my favorite movies. Anchorman is about the only one I can stand to watch. I you know. Well, I, watched... I think that's what makes Anchorman one of one of the greatest vampire movies. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, why would we be talking about it? Man, we are all over the place on this show. You sure you sure you want to talk about vampire movies? Yeah, man. Well, we covered Salem's Lot. I guess we closed the book. I know. Tonight, we're going to talk about all the awesome vampire movies, Salem's Lot, and then out. Are there no other good vampire movies? Come on, surely. No, there were cool ones. 
Well, the, the Lost Boys. Yeah, see, Lost Boys is a... Uh, How can you talk about vampire movies and not talk... Like, Greg, you've seen The Lost Boys. Oh, sure, sure. See, that's how awesome The Lost Boys is. Greg has seen it. Actually, I've, I've seen a fair amount, number of, uh, of vampire movies. Because, like I said, I don't consider vampire movies to necessarily be horror movies. Well, you're watching the ones with Elisa Milano. And also, vampires show up in the weirdest places, too. Because, like, you could be watching a space movie and vampires show up. That's the best part. I don't, I don't know why there aren't more cool space vampires. Yeah. Because I was thinking about that, too, in Buck Rogers when they had the space vampire. That was one of the coolest ideas. Why don't they do that? (laughs) That That was a scary episode. Yeah, when you were a kid. I was like nine years old. That was scary. Back when vampires were scary. Would you consider the life force creatures to be vampires? They're kind of like a... I guess they were. Energy vampires. Yeah, they were. I guess they follow that. Life Force is such a weird movie, though. Yeah. Like, it kind of breaks the mold on any genre. But I get... Yeah, they'd be space vampires would be would that would be a good example of that although they came to earth there's lots of cheesy b movies that have space vampires man it's a it's a sad thing because you can make scary movies in space it's possible as evidence to stuff like alien but almost like 99 percent of the time if a movie is set in space then it is a god awful movie like horror movies in space especially it's like every horror franchise goes to space when they run out of ideas yeah that's when they jump the shark they're horrible. That is. That is jumping the shark straight to the moon. Just take it in space. Jason in space. They're all taking after the leprechaun in that respect. Leprechaun really paved the way. I enjoyed Jason X. I enjoy it too, but I enjoy a lot of stupid movies. There aren't that many valid movies. In fact, Alien is about the only one I can think of that's a legitimate like horror thriller kind of movie that takes place in space. Where space is actually a frightening locale. Yeah, I can't think of any either. Many try, like Event Horizon. Tried. Turned out lame. Lost Boys is an example, I guess, of the comic vampire and that it has its scary moments, but it also has a lot of comic relief, more of an adventure story. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's got a mainstream crossover kind of thing because it is, you know, it there is a lot of appeal there. Lost Boys is almost like an action movie. It's almost like a comedy. You know, it is a it is a straight up vampire movie. But there's a lot of appeal there for people who don't necessarily like horror. But it's not unhorror. There's blood and, and gore and all the, you know, there's a lot of the conventions are represented there. Well, I also think that one came along at a good time for us to be fans of it because... 1987, man, the magic summer. Well, I know. And we were all in that 12, 13-year-old space and, and you know, we all thought it was cool to be teenagers fighting vampires. Yeah, definitely the zenith of, of Corey Haim and Corey Feldman's respective careers what are you talking about they're making a comeback (laughs) i guess blade would be an example of just an action movie that just happens to have vampires in it because the vampire aspect of it's pretty unimportant it's mostly just fighting and stuff yeah it's sort of it's sort of a buffy the vampire slayer concept because well i really like buffy the vampire slayer it's played for action or it's played for laughs but it's never played for horror but I like their concept of vampires because they're straight up, you're a vampire, you have no soul, you're an unholy thing that needs to be killed. You know, there's no ambiguity. The Plus, they they maintain a lot of the, the classic conventions of vampires, like, you know, crosses and and they have to be invited in and a lot of the, the old... A lot of the old rules, I like that. I like monsters that have a rule set because it gives them a sort of storybook kind of feel it makes them not just like an animal like all even vampires now they always make it sound like it's a a disease or a condition or an affliction or you know yeah what happened to the fun vampire movies like fright night stuff like that 
We don't get those a lot anymore. Fright Night's a great example because Fright Night was, and it was totally classical, you know? All the old rules. Yeah, the mom had to invite him in for a- You're so cool, Brewster. Yeah. And that kid. Yeah. What was his name? Evil Ed? I don't remember. But that's a great character. How'd you like to have that guy as a vampire just fall, sitting outside your window? All we get for vampires now are, are things like, un- I do enjoy Underworld and stuff like that, but, but all we get now are these gothic clad in black leather perched on a top of a cathedral mm-hmm. vampire. Tortured souls. Well, that seems to be what most people want to see. I mean, because they want to be that like a vampire, like vampires and werewolves and all classical monsters are supposed to represent something you would never want to be a curse, not a disease, a curse like you are because vampires, the whole idea is like they can't go out in the sunlight because you are cast from the sight of God. That's the whole mythical idea of that. It's like you can't even go out in the light of day. You have to hide in the shadows of the world. And they don't treat it, they treat it like it gets too campy. You know, like, well, we'll just wear more clothes or we'll wear super sunblock or something yeah. lame like that. It's <laughs> like, no, you were cast from the eyes of God. You're an unholy thing. That's the vampires that I like. Monsters, but not mindless monsters. What makes vampires scary is they're, they're predatory, but they're also cunning. They're also intelligent. They're capable of making decisions. I don't know why it's so hard to make good vampire movies because it's such a classically awesome idea. Can you think of any other good ones? I'm, I'm trying to think of some right now. I'm having trouble. I, I don't consider From Dusk Till Dawn a good one, really. I like From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, but it's, it's probably worth mentioning, but I don't consider it a good vampire movie at all. Uh, it's a pretty good yeah. movie. It's fun. But I, as in the annals of vampire movies i think it's pretty lacking because it brings nothing to the table as far as the mythos yeah again the vampires are are just kind of there it's not even important that they're vampires it could have been any number of monster for all that and here's what i don't like about that movie too the premise is okay you know george clooney takes the family there because they're supposed to meet some guy and then at like six o'clock every night apparently the vampires just decide to eat everybody in the bar (laughs) It'd be bad for business. And at this one particular night, the bar just happens to be filled with inexplicable badasses. <laughs> and things go horribly awry for the vampires. It's like, man, there's got to be an easier way to eat. Well, who would go to that bar? Like, every night, no one leaves it. When's yeah. the last time you saw Jimmy? Oh, he went to that bar. Well, let's go there tonight and have some fun. What is the marketing machine? Because it was full. What is the marketing machine that will fill that bar every night full of first-time customers? It didn't even look like a very nice bar. I mean, it's not, not maybe, even. maybe by Mexican standards. I don't know. You would think it would probably start to get a reputation around town. It's like, yeah, exactly. hey, that bar. It's like, I don't know. Ed went there last week. I hadn't seen him since. <laughs> exactly. Like, what is going on? Like, man, I wish I wish I could get the kind of marketing that they had for that, that bar. <laughs> of course, it may be like, well, yeah, it's just that good. He's still there. Yeah. I don't know. There, I have a lot of problems with the, the, the idea of that movie. So name me some good vampire movies, something that people should check out. Good ones. Huh. <laughs> we mentioned Lost Boys. We mentioned Salem's yeah. Lot. We mentioned, I mean, we, like, you're talking about the original Dracula. But as far as good vampire movies, it's such a, it's so weird how there aren't that many. I think Fright Night What's is a good one. one? Um, yeah, Fright Night is a good one. If you like, it's it's fun. If you like a fun movie, what's the one with those redneck vampires? Near um, Dark. You're thinking of. I didn't like that dark. movie at all, and it was it's full of people that I like. It's got Lance Henriksen is in the movie. Uh, Bill Paxton's in the movie. 
don't they like spray paint the car windows black or something and somehow that protects yes them? it's one of those where they just like cover yourself with a blanket and you're fine kind of vampires and redneck vampires don't really add much to the mythos. I, I don't think, think it's an interesting concept, though, because I'm tired of seeing Euro trash vampires. Why can't vampires come from all kinds of different, you know, why don't you see vampires from African cultures or Asian cultures, you know, other parts of the world? I know. And there are myths that support Yeah, I think that, that would be fascinating. I think that's where vampire TV shows are cooler because it's like at least in, you know, you get, well, even in Buffy, they only have one kind of vampire. One thing I liked about Buffy as a series is vampires were there, but they didn't pop. They didn't override the concept of the show. It was just a world they happened to exist in. But she fought other things too. You don't say vampires in the name of the title. It has to be part of the show. Well, I mean, they're a staple of the show, but it's not a vampire show. Even when they did a spinoff, Angel was a vampire, but the show wasn't about him being a vampire. He just happened to be, and the show had a story besides that. And I liked that a lot better. There was a show called Forever Night that was similar to Angel and came out before it where he was like a tortured vampire looking for redemption. And every episode was vampire, 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 vampire. Everything was about. There's another show out now that's that's kind of the same deal. Is that show on Lifetime? Isn't there a Lifetime vampire show now? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, it, I don't remember where it is. I thought it was on CBS. Uh, like a... Uh, but yeah, it's the same kind of thing where like a vampire is a cop. Why are there so many cop vampires? He's trying to keep vampires from feeding in his local area, I guess. Nick so. Knight was a cop vampire. What's up with all these vampires turning into cops? That's about the <laughs> lamest idea I've ever heard of. A cop show where the cop is a vampire. They just have a predisposition toward law enforcement? I don't, I don't know. know what it is. Vampires are weird. You're weird. Oh, as far as space vampires, I guess Plan 9 from Outer Space had space vampires in it, didn't it? I don't, you know, I don't even remember. I know they had space zombies in that movie. Whatever they had the costuming for, they did. Yeah. You know what I love a good vampire show was, was Dark Shadows. You remember the vampire soap opera? Never watched it. Yeah. Yeah, and that one has a huge following. There's a lot of people well, who are... It was are... on forever, and you know, that show was, you know, you could watch it now and it's really entertaining. It was kind of dark and gothic and supernatural, sort of, for a while, but they didn't go too far with it. One day they were just like, ah, screw it, and brought in a vampire character. And that's when <laughs> Barnabas Collins came in, and that's where the show like carved its niche in TV history, when they brought in Barnabas Collins. So it wasn't a vampire show originally? No, it was on for a while before Barnabas Collins came around. But it was called Dark Shadows? Yeah, it was supposed to be like a gothic sort of show. Interesting. Like a creepy kind of show, but they didn't go overboard. Oh, okay. With the supernatural element. That's interesting. I didn't know that either. That it didn't start out being a vampire show. And then later on, they had werewolves and stuff and everything in it. It was great. I loved that. And they, like, they had long arcs where the characters would be sent back in time. They just did whatever. They did. They tried to bring Dark Shadows back in the 90s. They did a remake with Ben Cross, which was not bad. It was like a miniseries and it had like one season of the show. But it didn't last. What else is good? I'm trying to think of nothing. Did you? Yeah, we're not getting into the realm of good as much. Well, what else is fun? <laughs> I remember when Full Moon video came around. I used to love them, and they did like a whole series of movies about vampires called Subspecies. Did you ever see any of those? I don't. I don't think I've heard of that either, man. It's all shot. It's one thing about it is they shoot the whole thing in Romania. So it takes place in Romania, and it's all about these vampires, and they have like a little subspecies, the the titular creatures are are like these like foot tall little minions that help them and stuff that's kind of creepy they're kind of fun I, I i liked them 
I thought they were good movies, but it is hard to say if they, if you know what's good. Like like underworld kind of stuff is good, but is it good vampire? Because those are just action movies straight up. Well, I do kind of think that the reason why there's not a whole lot of good vampire movies is probably because vampire movies are or vampires are the ultimate cliche anyway. But you'd think there would I be mean, something in there that you could harvest and make scary. How are vampires not scary? In a way, the concept of the vampire is a little so structured and limiting that it, it has become a cliche because you have to follow which rules am I going to follow. Werewolves are the same way. It's like, well, does silver hurt them? Are they supernatural? You know, a zombie, for example, what makes zombies more effective in movies, I think, is that there aren't a lot of rules. Essentially, it's just an undead thing. Any undead thing is a zombie. Well, the idea of it is like it's a situational kind of horror because the zombies are scary, but the idea of zombies and being in the world, like, because it changes the whole world to have zombies in it. Well, I think a vampire would be the same thing. I mean, if there were a real-life vampire, I'd much rather face a real-life zombie than a real-life vampire. Yeah, but it's not a zombie. When zombies come in, yeah, zombies take over the whole world. But uh, see, what I'm saying is, my theory here is that zombies are simple. You, there's not a lot of explanation required. It's an undead thing. It's come back from the grave. It's coming after you. That's all you need to know. Whereas vampires, you have to start breaking down these rules. Well, they're allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do that. Their origin is this or that. They can fly. They can turn into bats. It gets a little bit complicated. And I think all these rules have, have pigeonholed it into this this genre. I think a sufficiently innovative person, though, can find what makes it scary. Because I was watching 28 Weeks Later just, just the other day. And I was thinking, you know what makes these movies work? Even 28 Weeks Later breaks my rule because it's a horror movie where they bring in the army. And somehow it still kind of works in that movie. Because actually the army becomes another thing that they have to you know, it becomes another obstacle instead of it's not the army guys. Yeah, and also because the army isn't, they're not completely incapable. They're realistic, and they, and when they fail, that makes it scary because you yeah, say. Yeah, and it's because the, the threat is so bad. Yeah. Because the zombies of, of movies before were very simple and slow, and you were like, you know, one or two of these guys wouldn't really bother me that much. You could get past them. But the ones in 28 Weeks Later... I mean, like the scene where Robert Carlyle just runs out on his wife. Yeah. And you're like, well, that was wrong, but I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure that I fought you. There's not much he would have been able to do. Exactly. I was like, look, man, I I ran the scenarios, baby. This ain't playing. Because they made them scary. How come someone can't make vampires scary like that? Well, I think that's what we've established with this show, is that we definitely need a cool vampire movie. Because... Apparently hasn't been one since Lost Boys. I, I I really do think it's because vampires are too complicated. If you broke vampires down, and maybe this new movie, 30 Days of Night or whatever, maybe it will bring it back to that core primal level of what makes vampires scary. I'm hoping so. That they are also undead, but they're also intelligent. That's scary. They want to eat you. One thing I like about 30 Days of Night is I've always said, why don't they make a vampire movie in Alaska? Wouldn't that be where you'd go at least halfway through the year where the sun never comes up? Oh, yeah. If you were a vampire. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be a great place because they don't care if it's cold. They don't have body heat or any of that kind of stuff. So hopefully I'm hoping that that 30 Days of Night is going to be the cool vampire movie. We need one. The vampire genre is crying out. Well, I mean, I, I can't think of any vampire movies that were 
scary. It's true because, I mean, there's so many we haven't even mentioned. And even when they're kind of cool, they're not scary. Salem's Lot is the only one I can think of that had moments that I thought were scary. Hence, love at first bite. Love at first bite. <laughs> Yeah. They'll hook up with your girlfriend. That's what the, the vampire's like, come on! <laughs> it's not bad enough? You want to eat me? You've been chasing, you're trying to kill me? And? And you're going to steal my girlfriend? Just a big jerk. Vampires are the biggest jerk monsters ever. You know what was a scary scene? I hate to keep coming back to it, but in, in uh, Salem's Lot... When the little kid comes back as a vampire. Where he's outside the window. And it's floating outside his friend's window, scratching That's on it. That's the greatest scene ever. Ooh. He's like, the master I mean, commands it. Yeah. Let me in. I mean, how can you imagine? Those are the scenes that sell the whole movie. Wow. That movie is 90% cheesy, but those scenes save the whole movie. Yeah. Like there's those scenes, the, those moments of payoff make the whole thing worthwhile. Pay attention. These are the cool, if you want to make a vampire movie, those are the cool ones. The problem is somewhere the, along the line, the vampire genre slipped into this sort of escapist fantasy where you had these goth kids who actually want to be vampires. And so they stopped making vampires, literally stopped making vampires with teeth. They literally stopped making them where they were vicious and cool and cruel and, and, mon- and, and monstrous like they, they should have been. Yeah, now they're angsty. and. Uh, yeah, they want to make them heroic in some way. They want to make them sympathetic. I don't like it at all. There is a cool vampire movie, though, that, that you've probably never heard of. This is a real movie from the vault called Sundown the Vampire in Retreat. And this movie was made by Anthony Hickox, who did uh, the Waxwork movies. Sounds like a documentary. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I don't understand movies with subtitles like that. I never have because the subtitles are always lame. Sundown's a pretty cool name because it's a vampire western. That sounds interesting, though. Vampire western is a cool idea. It's a cool idea. It's done kind of cheesy, but it is a lot of fun, and it has cool people in it because it's about – it's in modern times, but it's out in this this uh, old west town that the vampires have sort of taken over, and they're trying, you know, to reform this whole like retreat where they're trying to get vampires to to give up their killing ways. And David <laughs> Carradine, killing. <laughs> David Carradine is like the the basically Dracula, and he's founded this this whole town, and there's an insurgency where. There are vampires that want to drink blood because the whole thing starts out where they bring this scientist in to develop this synthetic that is supposed to make it, you know, what they can drink instead of blood. And it goes, it's it's cheesy. They have like 5,000 sunblock and stuff in the movie. but It's like Diet Coke for vampires. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't like it. But Bruce Campbell's in it. And he's a vampire hunter. I can't believe I've not and, seen this. It's real. If you get a chance, I mean, I don't know if it's on DVD or not, but surely it is because it's, it's a lot of fun. It's it's not really, you know, it's not played completely for laughs, but it's sort of, if you if you know Anthony Hickox, if you watch Waxworth or some of the other stuff that he's done, you know, he, he's kind of cheeky in the movies that he makes. And they're usually, they're usually a lot of fun. But that's a good one. I don't. I wouldn't call that again. I would not call that a good vampire movie because I don't think it elevates the mythos of vampires. But it is a lot of fun. I like to see movies where they take something and they have fun with it because then it's a good movie. Yeah. But I still think there is the quintessential vampire movies out there somewhere waiting to be made. Oh sure. I mean, it's 
Well, I mean, I think they have been made, but they were made 50 years ago. I mean, that, you know, the original Dracula and the original Nosferatu. I mean, those, in my mind, are the quintessential vampire movies. Everything well, yeah. else is just and, so campy. And they're really good, but it's like, why can't, even when, even when Francis Ford Coppola came back to try to do Dracula, you know, it's, it's a good movie, but it's too, it's too overplayed, you know, still. It insists upon itself. Yeah, exactly. It does, actually, because it, it's, it's too big and too colorful and too, too much of itself. It's like, just scale it down, man. You're, and they tried to tie it in with the legend of Vlad the Impaler, too. It's like, I don't know what you're saying. It's a love story also. <laughs> I don't get it. I enjoyed that movie, but that was, you know, probably at the peak of my of my film consciousness and and I enjoyed it mainly for the production design. It was a beautiful Which is movie. awesome. Yeah. But it's another good example to me of a movie where the production design sort of overshadows the film. And it's got canoe in it. It does have canoe in it, and oh God, God love him, but canoe shouldn't do accents in a movie. I can't think of an exception, because I love canoe, I do. But come on, not I think of a movie he's either like a really put upon English accent or a really ridiculous Southern accent. But there's just he's not an accent actor. You know what I mean? What is it about canoe? People either love him or they really, really hate. Well, him. he's got charisma, but he's just not a great actor. You know, he's fun to watch, but he's not yeah, a great actor. Yeah, I think so. that's where it all comes down. It's like it's like John Travolta, although I don't find him fun to watch. But I think what makes me really dislike Travolta in a lot of movies is the fact that people seem to accept that he is a great actor, and I don't see where he's built that credibility. Like, why do you know? I don't even think he's that bankable most of the time. A lot he's been in a lot of movies that didn't make money, but he's always getting twenty million dollar movies. You know. But Canoe, I do think, is likable and can, can, Keanu. I know, but it's just <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, folks. Yeah, but we'll have to call him just, Canoe. Yeah, if you're going to finally write us a letter to tell us that we're pronouncing it wrong, we get it. It's it's a nickname. But <laughs> but Canoe, his whole thing is that he is very likable. I enjoy him in movies, and he's been in a ton of movies that I really do enjoy. So I get wanting to see Canoe in a movie. But there are times where people are like, he's an awesome actor. It's like, no, it's not that he's a bad actor, but everyone has a range. And you don't want to see people overshoot that range. Sometimes people are like, let's put Canoe in Hamlet. It's like, well, no, but, you know, I'm not saying anything bad. It's just you got you to gotta, you gotta box your weight. That's what I'm getting at. So I I think that's where people if the canoe haters come up it's because they don't understand you know when people say he's an awesome actor and they might maybe don't get the brilliance of the Bill and Ted movies in the way that that we do. You got that America? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> canoe good, Travolta Man, bad. Need help. What okay, what is there any vampire movie or anything else that anybody wants to talk about? Do you have any more on your list? Probably not. <laughs> What are your least favorite vampire movies? Or are there any that jump out that make you just make you want to scream? Like, stop making that kind of vampire movie. Well, besides, like, that really annoy me, I can think of a really bad vampire movie called Jugular Wine. 
Wow, <laughs> that's an awesome name. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Already, already off to a bad start. We know this is gonna suck. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm already intrigued. Well, go ahead and see if you can rent that that little jewel. <laughs> it's a great name, though. You gotta admit. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't deny them. The awesomeness Fine. of that that's name. That's probably what. That's probably what kept that thing floating. Would you consider Life Force to be a vampire movie? I guess it kind of is. Well, it? we were talking about it. I think it meets the qualifications, and I kind of like it because it tried to innovate on the concept, which is what I've been asking for. So but sure, that was not I, too bad. I would call it. I would call that a a vampire movie. Was Elvira a vampire? No, no. Vampira was. What was Elvira? Aren't they doing just a mistress? Yeah. Yeah, she was just a creepy. She was just some kind of yeah, some kind of bimbi manifestation from my id. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. Somehow, some hormonal imbalance in my adolescence may have actually spawned her spontaneously. Because good lord, her and Elvira Anderson's boobs. Man, Elvira (laughs) back in my back in my youth got me through a lot of. I was gonna say through a lot of hard times. (laughs) Really. This is more than I really? want to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a little bit too much information, I think. I, I thought she was funny, but I never really, you know, got that into her. Well, man, you could do a lot with this. You teed that up, but I refused to swing. <laughs> well, that's fine. I was. It just hit me. I'm like, what is Elvira? Does I, she have I don't any believe powers? Elvira is... Tr- is pretty much a, a ripoff of Vampira, who I guess was supposed to be a vampire, but she dressed just like, you know, I guess this was back in the 50s or whatever. It's dressed same, did the same kind of shtick, and she actually sued Elvira when Elvira first came around and lost, you know, for stealing her shtick. You know what you never see, and I think would be cool? Hmm. You never see ugly vampires. I mean, you see the Nosferatu kind, but. Whenever you have vampire girls, so they're always an attractive girl in the skin tight, revealing clothing. They're never fat like the vampires yeah, you meet well, in real life. How, well, think of how <laughs> the scary vampire though. girls you see in the real world are pretty. Think junky. how scary it would be if they're just normal people, like an old man or something, or even a child, or just some normal people, and they were just happen to be vampires. Old man vampires would be would be creepy. Yeah, I mean, it, this this they kind of do that in the trailer for Thirty Days for Night. That guy looks like an old man, so that's interesting. Looking forward to that one. I'm really hoping that'll turn out to be cool because I really do feel like, you know, maybe that'll sort of and you know it'll spawn a lot of crap too. But maybe if if someone pushes it in the right direction, there may be some more good vampire movies down down the road. Like not wanting to bring it back into the zombie thing, but remember in um Dawn of the Dead when they're in the mall the new one and uh they bring in that really overweight lady and she dies and you know gets up as a zombie and just starts tearing after them that was really scary looking well they figured it out in that movie they had a zombie baby in that movie they they hit everything how creepy what's creepier than zombie baby a vampire baby would be cool that's all i'm saying vampire baby you ever see just crawling along, trying to catch you. And That'd be a good blood. name. I already want to rent this movie. Vampire Zombie. Baby. <laughs> Vampire Baby. Did you ever see the <laughs> It's Alive movies? Yeah. See, now you're talking. Those were good ones. Creepy babies, man. People. <laughs> it's kind of like Muppet, kind of like Muppet Babies, except demented and sick. Yes. 
V had a lizard baby. <laughs> every episode, we've said this before, every episode we give people advice on what would make a billion dollars. And I think vampire babies is, is the way to go this time. <laughs> v, v did have a lizard baby. That was, that that was, was creepy for that time, that yeah, like, and for TV. When the lizard yeah. baby comes out of the girl. And it looked a lot like the things from It's a Lie. It might have been the same prop, in fact. It might have been the same puppet. <laughs> well, that's an actual baby that they, they act. They get typecast in all these things. That, yeah. that is a real baby, you know. Well, that'd be cool. That would actually have been a good subject for our remake show. I think V would be, be a good remake. Is V? You know, people talk about yeah. either doing a follow-up to V or a remake all the time. Weirdly enough, to be this this mostly forgotten show from the 80s. Yeah, but like yeah. a TV movie. V Why was really clever. Why can't you just make a, make a new story that's, you know, about aliens invading? I mean, that, that's no, it doesn't have to be a remake Movies have been v. around too long, Brooks. We used up all the stories. That might have been yeah. fine in the 40s. Movies were young. But there are no more stories. <laughs> Originality is non-existent, according to Jim Jarmusch. Well, Vampire Babies hasn't been done. Yeah, That's Vampire all I'm saying. Babies sounds like a new idea to me. <laughs> so screw yeah. you, Jarmusch. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, you can do Ghost Dog, but I can't do Vampire Babies. Yeah. You can do uh, movies named after Elvis songs, and that's cool. Yeah. I can't do Vampire Babies. Oh, I'm the jerk now. You may have something there, Vampire Babies. Let's get, yeah, let's, this could be our next, since if Greg's not coming across with the Miami Vice cereal like we hope, maybe Vampire Babies yeah. will be an ongoing <laughs> well, cereal. I was us. actually supposed to be working on that. Yes. I don't know, you said you wrote this thing like 20 years ago. You said well, you already had this thing. About 10 years ago, yeah. You said there was a format issue. I just got to get it from scriptware. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I need to get it because I would like to read it again. Needs to be retooled. You're total. You're a total <laughs> yeah. Hollywood guy. Well, you know they've ruined that it thing, now. You know, yeah. all this, uh, you script's know. kind of in turnaround right now. We got to retool it a little. They, well, they screwed it up with Jamie Fox and all them. They, you know. Well, that's this is your chance to make it right. Should have brought back Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas. This is your. I already said I played. It's tubs. not like they're. It's not like they're doing anything. <laughs> That's the idea, I guess. Nobody wants to see guys in their 60s wearing pastel. It's like watching <laughs> yeah. my grandpa play golf. <laughs> well, we are going to do this. And if for those of you that haven't listened to earlier episodes, don't know what we're talking about. Greg, at some point in the distant past, being a Miami Vice fan, wrote an actual fan script. What do you Is call it just those? me, uh, or I'm turning out to be like one weird dude on, on the show? Well, we're all weird. <laughs> last dudes. week you last week you pegged me on having like Disney music on my iPod, and then like a, and now you're telling the world about my Miami Vice script. Yeah, <laughs> hey, truth hurts, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't. What can I say? We didn't but anyway, make you uncool. We just the idea people. is that he's going to re. You know, he's going to find the script wherever it exists, and we're going to act it out. We're going to put music and stuff on it. It's going to be awesome. So you can actually hear a Miami Vice serial based on the original Miami Vice as it, is, as it exists in Greg's head. I don't know if it played that way, though, because, you know, it, it is a continuation of the original Miami Vice story. Yeah, so, so. you guys might want to have to might want to bone up on the DVDs if you want to get right. into this. Sheena Easton is going to do some bit parts on this thing. No, she got killed, man. It's flashbacks, man. You're not thinking Hollywood yeah, at all. Yeah, we gotta have flashbacks. Hmm. We gotta introduce the characters. Well, so people well know yeah, what's there going would on. be a, there would be a flashback because the 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 head 
bad guy in the thing is is the guy that killed Gina. You see, Tommy, this isn't gold. We're giving you gold, Hollywood. <laughs> Tommy, that would be I'll probably awesome. get sued. <laughs> that would be awesome too. It's the bottle rocket thing. If we get sued, it would be a we'd be legitimized. It means they had to take notice. If Greg um chickens out on us and and doesn't give us a script then we're going to look into doing vampire babies vampire babies, babies the serial <laughs> which we could actually I, I, I could see a future for vampire babies I'm not even sure what the story would but just as many times as we could use that that title maybe Miami Vice with vampire babies <laughs> yeah, really? man I'm all about that coked out coked out vampire babies vice babies <laughs> it's like damn it tubs we gotta get these vampire babies yeah, Vampire babies versus crack babies. Let's feed them to my yeah, alligator. Get in my Ferrari. <laughs> we just built it out everything we could remember about Miami Vice. McCall yeah. Sheila Easton, Sheena Easton, or somebody, or Sheila E, or who the hell I was married to. <laughs> feed them to a crocodile on my boat. Have that's you seen my be, shoes? That's also going to be in our future episode where we talk about jumping the shark, because I know exactly <laughs> where Miami Vice jumped the shark. Well, yeah, that would be a good one. We probably will do that one in a future episode. I think that that's there's ripe ripe territory for that. When we introduce, maybe that'll be the episode where we introduce the uh, the Miami Vice, the return of Miami <laughs> Vice. This is happening though. I'm not kidding. I think this show was done like 20 minutes ago. Well, I think it's just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> Why does everybody want to cut off when we do Vampire Babies? <laughs> well, if you guys at home know of some awesome vampire movies that we didn't mention please clue us in i'd like to yeah. see them i'm sure there are some that we forgot but i'm oh, not okay. sure if I'm they sure were awesome because they've got to be more notable like i it was like five minutes before we started the show that i thought oh fright night you know yeah and i that was that's a classic cool oh i'm sure there's some some cool ones that i've seen that i this aren't i haven't seen in a while and aren't on the tip of my head yeah like graveyard shift yeah, I mean, there's tons of vampire movies. And it's not a shortage of them. Too. It's just a shortage of memorable ones, apparently. Ones that stand out in my memory. Yeah, I can't even think of... I really don't think that we're leaving anything out when it comes to vampire I wonder if there's good any vampire good Asian stories. vampire movies. I'm I not would, familiar with any, but... I'd, I'd look for that. Like, maybe there's some foreign films or something, you know? Maybe someone tapped into vampires. Like, the Italians really ran with zombies. <laughs> maybe yeah. there's a whole... Maybe there's a subsection of movies that, that hit vampires that we don't even know about. Spaghetti vampire movies? Yeah. Spaghetti vampires. That sounds cool, too. Not as cool as vampire babies. How about spaghetti vampire babies? Spaghetti vampire. Maybe if you're going with vampire babies, you would have to have different motifs. Because, you know, from the perspective of making a show, these vampire babies are going to grow up and then they're not going to be good for anything. Well, but see, they never age because they're vampires. Well, vampire babies wouldn't grow up because they're undead. Yeah, they're undead. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. I guess, and because they never yeah. age. See, I've already worked it out. It's perfect. Trust me. Yeah, it really. actually would be a pretty funny movie because, like, if you had them coming at you like the flood and Halo or something, <laughs> that'd be pretty freaky. Actually, I don't... coming out of the toilet like ghoulies. Yeah, I don't think I'd enjoy that at all. I don't like. I don't like midgets either. <laughs> While I'll we're tell you it, something right now. I don't yeah. care for midgets. Yeah. Now, now that we mentioned Little people. Some, well, to be honest, if you're going to make a scary movie, make it about little people. Because 
if they can pop out of the cabinets at you, that creeps me out. <laughs> we should have a scene in Vampire Babies where they come out of the cabinet at you because that, that would freak me out right no, there. No, you should do it where you like open the well, fridge and they just spill out of the fridge all over you. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. You guys write it. I'll shoot it. Oh, man. So. I'll do it. It'll take me, what, two hours to write this thing? I could write this movie in real time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it right now while you listen. <laughs> I'll write the movie faster than it'll take to watch the movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Because all you write is vampire babies pour out of fridge. That's a five-minute scene. Yeah, at I least. just wrote it. Screaming and shooting. Okay, out. so uh, ex- exterior uh, nursery in a suburban <laughs> town. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm liking this idea. I think Blood this is like that thing bathroom. you were saying with the uh, – the zombies on a plane kind of thing where it's obvious yeah. when you Flight see that you're like good. yeah like why didn't I think of that <laughs> frazzled but you know devastatingly beautiful you know mom takes her kid to uh, uh, you know to the to the nursery for her night shift job well I see some grotesque imagery here with yeah. the mom and the, it's and, it's coming know, together. the whole breastfeeding thing oh yeah like a mom getting her oh yeah see there you and go and then There's she becomes a, a vampire mom topless vampire mom <laughs> You know, I'm cold, man. I'm it's thinking. cold. I'm always thinking. We, we really did miss our calling. We should we be should making, have been making movies. Instead of talking about crappy movies, we should be out there making crappy movies. I do feel like there's a calling. Like, I don't feel like I could be a, like a rock and roll singer, but I feel like I could have been a lounge singer and been happy. I feel that's what like, I feel like in movies too it's like I could spot a good movie but I could make a really fun crappy movie I bet we could make the worst movie ever made I bet we have that in us oh man that's that's an undertaking because it has to be worst movie of note there are some movies so bad like I Spit on Your Grave that they technically are the worst movies ever made but people in you know sort of affectionately refer to like plan 9 from outer space as the I'm worst talking black devil doll from hell we could do this i know we could make that i could do that tonight i'll well, do hell. I'm, i'll come up right now <laughs> we'll make black devil doll from hell they didn't even edit that movie we're going to make vampire babies that is all there is to it i don't know and in fact we could just use baby dolls you know what i mean we don't even have to get like real babies. It'll be funnier if they're not even babies. They're just like obviously baby dolls. <laughs> like you can get baby dolls that look pretty real. You want to, yeah. you want me to tell you the thing that scares me more than almost anything else in this world is a, is the a, little people. Well, it's on the same note, but it's uh <laughs> those child sized CPR dummies. Oh yeah. Good God! Like uh, I work at a hospital, so every now and then I go work on someone's computer, and they'll be in that department. And under the desk, it looks like they got a dead kid, because <laughs> you know they got the <laughs> yeah, open mouth like, and the eyes are all blank. <laughs> like, oh Lord! <laughs> the fact that you won't keep that thing in a case just shows how desensitized you are. That is that's straight up freaky. All right, this is happening, y'all. So just just a fair warning to all the people out there. It but was like I said, I'm serious. If coming you guys, to a theater new year. It was worth it to make this show that we conceptualized this con- this, this idea. This show is one day going to go down in history as a legendary moment, the birth of, of the, the, uh, the biggest babies. smash hit of all time, Vampire Babies. Hey, could we make this thing a musical, or am I just crazy? I don't see why not. I think we should explore that. <laughs> I don't think any ideas are inherently stupid. I think you should save that for the second yeah. one, for the sequel. 
<laughs> vampire babies yeah. do or do like evil dead and play it up and then do a stage version that's a musical there is an evil dead musical on yeah stage. i think greg might be onto this here let's see greg's a natural producer he's got it in his head i do think that the second one's going to need to kick it up a notch to top the first and musicality might might just be what it needs and the third one is obviously going to be in 3d <laughs> oh well yeah vampire yeah. babies well, three in 3d <laughs> this is happening for real so anyway but i am serious if you guys at home know of a cool vampire movie that we didn't mention uh clue me in because i'm i'm all about it uh feedback at tv ate my dinner is the email address yeah and if you have any ideas like uh vampire babies at tv ate my dinner you can send that in one one vampire baby two two vampire babies ah, ah, ah. okay sorry yay I, I feel like I've that. learned. I've learned something. <laughs> awesome. This is educational well, somehow. Could vampire babies five have... Five million! Five million vampire babies! And one of the vampire babies, I've decided, one of them is going to wear a monocle, like the Count, like he's doing the <laughs> Sesame Street the, Count. Would that be the, the head one, like in Gremlins, where the stripe was the one who had the dis- distinguishing <laughs> egg, feature? Egg, exactly. <laughs> See? We've, we've already got it all worked out. Yeah, the script's we've practically written. this nut. Stay tuned, Anywho, America. Uh, com. Go there if you want to hear some or find the past episodes. Yeah, if you and, want uh, some more coherent narrative <laughs> than what you've got tonight. Yeah. This is by and, far um, our weirdest show. Check out darkcrazy.com. That's Sean's website. Check out gregstarks.com. That's Greg's MySpace page. Check out bellswake.com. That's B E. L or B L L. It's on the TV Ate My Dinner site. You can find yeah, it there. Yeah, just follow the link. And, um, I don't know what band I'm in. <laughs> if you come to gregstarks.com, you can click on their MySpace page. Yeah, and that's where you'll hear the greatest music ever recorded by a living man. And um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Happy Halloween, everybody. Next time we'll try harder. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they'd make better movies, we'd have better shows. That's damn right. Yeah, it's your fault, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, you get on uh, it, Hollywood. I blame you. And screw you, Jarmouche. <laughs> Dog crazy.